0: The reviews are in, and critics are calling it the best new album of the summer. It's Hard Times by Young Bugs, out now on Spotify, Google, YouTube, Booble, Youboob, and everywhere music is purveyed. That's Young Bugs. See them perform songs from their new album Hard Times live in Brooklyn on September 14th at Our Wicked Lady. That's Young Bugs live at Our Wicked Lady in Brooklyn on September 14th. I'm going. Are you?
1: Folks, it's another beautiful episode of House of Decline. And first we got to do the plug for the Patreon cuz we're media assholes now. So it's patreon.com/houseofdecline. For as little as $3 a month, you get bonus comic every day. There's already more than 100 comics in there. So you're so just with 3 measly dollars, you get 110 frickin' comics. So that's a pretty it's a pretty great deal right there. For $5 a month, you get bonus episodes of the pod up to $25 a month where you can commission comics from me. You can tell me to draw whatever you want within reason. I, I retain the right to refuse anything that is too disturbing. <laughs> you know, maybe I'm just not feeling it. But you know how commissions work. But anyway, I'll try to draw most stuff, though. Uh, so that's patreon.com slash house of decline. And now on to the show. As always, Steven is here. Hi. Uh, and it's just, it's just the two, the
0: two, uh, regular boys just for this episode. Just the two of us. Um, how's that song go? Just the, the sky, ah. just the two of us?
1: castles in the sky,
0: just the two of us, you and I. Yeah. And uh, for our, all our listeners out there who pay extremely close attention to how I'm sounding, I'm using a different microphone. Mm-hmm. And so Excellent. See, see if you can notice, go back to the last week's episode, compare, contrast. Yeah. Let me know what you think. Uh, email us at houseofdecline at gmail dot com about my mic technique.
1: For you audiophiles out there, you know, sit between two big speakers and what? you know listen to the last two episodes. Yep. And uh, you know, make notes. Uh, we we will have special FLAC versions of the episodes for you, so you can listen to them in pristine audio quality.
0: Yeah, it's like four hundred gigabytes download. Yeah, four
1: hundred gigabyte audio files. <laughs> yeah, it's like an hour an hour
0: long FLAC.
1: Yeah, uh, your computer starts <laughs> chugging like an old motor vehicle. Going, brruh, 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 brruh. Yeah. <laughs> it starts. I uh, can't handle it. Starts sweating. Um, but here's another. Uh, so some some episodes of House of Decline are us talking. Some of us are interviewing somebody we we like or find interesting. Some of us. Uh, some of it is improv sketches, and sometimes uh, we have crackpot theories. Ooh. And this is a crackpot theory episode. Oh boy,
0: I'm excited. Yeah.
1: Uh, because I've developed a new crackpot theory in my, in the, in just in the course of my existence of what I find to be, um, so, so I think about, you know, the right-wing media sphere a lot because my dad is, has become very right-wing as of late and it's been sad to see him sort of go down this road that I think is affecting not only his mental but physical health negatively because um he becomes addicted to this, you know, adrenaline rage cycle of the news provoking him in some way.
0: Well, is he a drifter uh, born to walk alone?
1: He, he is a drifter born to he is I mean, he has a heart. It's weird because he has no conservative friends and I like, he, you know, you need friends, dad. You need to talk to people like and I'm trying to encourage him to even make conservative friends, but it's like Uh, I wouldn't want to belong to any club that would have me as a member mentality that's also holding him back.
0: Is he going Um, down the only road he's ever known? He is
1: going down the only road as a, a, yeah, he's a big David Coverdale fan. (laughs) It's amazing that Whitesnake are British. I thought they were American. Oh,
0: they're the most American British band ever. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of like Besides, how, kind of like how Van Halen is the most Austrian American band ever.
1: <laughs> absolutely,
0: <laughs> uh,
1: because of their uh, Nazi guitar licks. No, David Lee Roth is one of our most favorite Jewish uh, lead singers. Anyway, I think about the right wing media sphere a lot because I, I try and deprogram my dad. I try and uh, do tricks to deprogram my dad. Dirty tricks. Yeah, dirty trick. Well, often, yeah, one time, so he's like, because you know how the right wing is culture war constantly, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. And I did the toxic masculinity double bluff on him, which is like, you know, dad, back in the day, uh, conservative people didn't whine about Lizzo, you know, that would be considered, uh, you know, uh, what a pussy would do, what a big pussy would do. Mm. And for a second, I saw it click in him. It's like, wait, yeah, you're right moaning over all this celebrity bullshit is is awful right. but then he went back to it because it's like no lizzo
0: <laughs> he's, he's mad at lizzo no
1: I, i'm just using her. i think it's that, funny if he's mad legit. at lizzo that would
0: be funny if your dad is only talking about how mad he is at lizzo
1: yeah um he, what he was he was mad at chris rock he sided with will smith and the chris rock slapped any oh, okay he had a lot of ire towards Chris Rock as well. No, he had a lot of ire towards Will Smith. He sided against Will Smith. Oh,
0: oh, he's, oh, because he's pro comedians and such.
1: Yeah, he's pro free speech. Right. He's pro free uh, speech. Yeah, um, so many
0: uh, right wing comedians yeah, out there.
1: I don't, I, well, Chris Rock is not. Well, who knows? Uh, I don't
0: think he's right. He's the right. most right wing comedian we have. He
1: is the most right wing <laughs> comedian. He's changing his name to Chris Right Wing. <laughs> <laughs> um but in my in my journey to attempt the psyche of the right- wing man, um one, I think there is like a lot of media pushing pushing people towards this idea, specifically alienated white men that don't have a lot of friends uh they're pushing this idea that there is no seat for you at the table with queers or minorities. They will always exclude you um
0: right and the, I think, did you know that the the white man is the most oppressed? He's the most oppressed guy, uh, kind of guy there is. He's the Yeah, most, he actually believes that yeah, though. He, uh, yeah, he yeah, cuz like uh you can't go to the movies. <laughs> yeah. and you can't you can't buy the gun and you You can't buy a car. <laughs> you have to you have to make a you have to buy an electric car. Yeah,
1: they make you buy. You can't buy gas car anymore. <laughs> they make you buy electric car. Cause I want to buy gas. I am a white man. I deserve my gas car. Yeah, That's I want to
0: I want to combust all over. You know.
1: Uh, why are people so mad at gas cars? That's my Madagascar pun. Um. Ooh, so. Ooh, ooh. ooh. Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, so one, there is like a lot of media. Um, that's attacking them on this front, because then it can profit off of them by saying, you know, come here, we'll make you feel better, alienated white man. And that's like Jordan Peterson's thing. He says, minorities and queers are not going to have you, so come to me, your white all-father, you know. um, I'm Jordan
0: Peterson. I know what it means to walk along the lonely street of dreams.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I walk this empty street on the boulevard of broken dreams (laughs) network. Um, uh, so there's that aspect to it. But two, I think when you get down to sort of conservative or even into like colonial mindset, what I think I, uh, sure, like Marxist stuff tells us that, uh, there's a material reason for why people, uh, uh, are ascribed to the certain political, uh, strategies they're ascribed to, you know, but With this new right wing movement, what we're seeing more and more is it's unmoored from material consequences because it's all culture war now. And I guess there is a material basis for culture war. But really, it's about much more ethereal or abstract social ideas than, say, taxes or even, you know, the classic uh, Republican dog whistle of busing, you know, at least something actually happened there was like material geographic consequences with busing but now like the entire thing is about education you know it's about these sort of abstract uh concepts so yeah it like, goes
0: beyond the left is doing the, the propaganda wrong they're not doing the same propaganda that we want to do so yeah it's all about the weird ideology in in the schools yeah It's very much theoretical
1: and not based in sort of like uh, the traditional Republican pitch of lower taxes. Right Mm -hmm. now, it's like they're fighting for meaning itself. You know, they're fighting for the idea of of. And that's like that's like a big thing with Jordan Peterson and and people like my dad is um, meaning is being depleted. He hates postmodernism as he sees it because he sees it as a. Uh, you know, if we change the words of the genders, you know, if he means she, then nothing is right anymore. Up is down. As if, you know, language doesn't shift extremely rapidly, even within our lifetime, words take on different meanings, you know?
0: it that's true. Um, yeah, it's kind of uh, a weird thing to care that much about. Yeah.
1: Well, it's an ex post fast, facto way of justifying an instinctual bigotry. Okay. And where I think... And that's what I'm getting to, is you have this instinctual bigotry, and where does that come from? Like, what is the axiomatic thought
0: undergirding um, probably, it? It probably comes from your mom's side.
1: It right? definitely comes from your mom, yeah,
0: absolutely. It's matrilineal. It's um, matrilineal. N- no, no. Um,
1: I, so this is my crackpot theory. What this axiomatic conservative idea is, at sort of the core of conservative values, is something that I have termed anti-varietal thought. Whoa anti-varietal thought so uh, uh, what does this mean against variety mm-hmm. against the idea of the against the idea that multiplicity is uh philosophically good things should be arranged into the same things there should be narrow categories of things that um uh, we can shape our reality around you know, it's this same anti-varietal thought. I saw this meme going around Twitter, which was about the Chad J.R.R. Tolkien versus, uh, you know, the is stupid Wojack George R.R. R. Martin. Right. And what they this fantasy account liked about Tolkien is that there's objective good and evil mm-hmm. in his books, and like, uh, so, but once again, anti-varietal thought. What he didn't like about George R.R. R. Martin. Was the oh, there are gray areas and people right. have complex motivations. and People can be George good R- and bad. Yeah. Yeah. And Martin's work is much more rooted in materialism than, say, Lord of the Rings is because, like, a big part of the Song of Ice and Fire books is, like, getting resources to certain areas on time. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, so... And that so that lack of complexity, that desire for a lack of complexity in one's worldview and sort of like um, uh, I think it also undergirds a lot of religious thought as well, because religious thought is a, especially people that are very doctrinal, stick to dogma a lot and don't have a shifting interpretation. <clears throat> people that literally interpret the Bible as well. I think there is that conservative streak. Um, an example of it I use, uh, and I think was illustrated beautifully, you know, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy books are, uh, you know, they're sort of nerdy. Most people would consider, uh, most people on Twitter would consider them Reddit, you know, they're Reddit oh, books, you know. For,
0: I don't know. I think a lot I of think people, they're pretty timeless. They're good. I no, think they're, yeah, they're yeah. good. I don't but know if I've, Twitter people would say they're bad.
1: Um... They they ca yeah, they have sort of like that mon, that Python esque humor that sort of uh hit its stride in the eighties, but as it got repeated more and more sort of uh became more dated. But I think yeah, Hitchhiker's Guide holds up as a as a piece of literature. I mean they got it got and,
0: memed to death. I mean forty two yeah. got memed to death on yeah. the internet. And it's like, you know, if anyone ever is like saying, forty oh, two, it's like mm-hmm. okay. You please is this your first day here, please. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but, uh, yeah, I I mean, 42 is like a perfect illustration of the meaningless of the meaninglessness of the, of the question, you know, why is life, the universe and everything, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, but, um, so the example I use from hitchhiker's guide is Douglas Adams own comment on the English. It's the planet cricket, um, which is a great story. It's this planet that's covered in clouds. It's overcast like England. Um, and so they don't know that, there's outer space. They don't know that there's space because they're just constantly covered in clouds. They think they're in this vaulted dome. They think they're in this narrow universe. They Mm. think they're in this very small universe. And then they discover space travel. They go outside their clouds and they see the majesty of the universe before them. And their first thought is, well, it'll have to go. And they commit to destroying everything in the universe, which I think, but that's like a perfect example of That is the mentality undergirding colonial mindset is that our culture is superior and it should only be this culture because uh, the, the rest is subject to savagery and, you know, you can deem it as inferior. It's this thing that inherently sees something different and says, I need to mold it into the thing that I'm already familiar with. Which is sort of a mentality that I've noticed that uh, a certain type of conservative Englander have. Right. Because that's what it's like if you've been to England. Yeah. It's like overcast all the time. And that's that escape into fantasy. You need to create your little box Lego world, you know, where you can manipulate everything. Yeah, they have
0: that about art. Everyone was uh, dunking on the uh, classical art account or whatever that was Mm -hmm. comparing a Picasso painting with um, some... Other different kind of like yeah some realist some neoclassicist art yeah yeah like a like a romantic realist painting and you know it's uh, it was very weird because the Picasso painting is like much funner to look at and the realist yeah. painting is boring but it's you know sort of stereo stereotypically beautiful yeah you know in like a way that a photograph might be
1: that appeal to. But it's also an appeal to tradition as well. It's like the old ways were better. And I think, I mean, that's part of, I watched Lord of the Rings again recently. Um, and Tolkien had that sort of mode of thought where history repeats itself, but degrades. You know, I think mm-hmm. we've talked about it on before, because at the beginning of the podcast, we were sort of feeling like that, you know, with oh. uh, the pandemic. and But I think we've taken a, a much more optimistic stride, you know, as of recent um, I, we, Yeah, our, our outlook has definitely
0: changed. I mean, which as is, you might remember, uh, during that period of time, I was mostly focused on Ocean Spray's Crandemic.
1: <laughs> they were having a big Crandemic, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, everyone, that was that—that that was their big marketing uh, strategy. Is <laughs> well. Crandemic? Is Crand yeah.
0: Crand Crand? And then I think they wanted to say Crandemonium. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was uh, that was a great time for me. And yeah, uh, Ocean and Spray, uh, go to oceanspray.com.
1: dot oceanspray.com. <laughs> get cransexual. <laughs> uh, which is of course a pun on pansexual.
0: Right, uh, which is of course a pun on
1: pants sexual. Yeah, pants sexual. Oh, right. That's when you want to get into everyone's pants. Yes, of course. That's why they call it. Yeah, and that's yeah, why they call it. It's the etymology. Pansexuals don't come for me. I am pansexual. I can say these pansexuals. I say bisexual and pansexual interchangeably
0: uh well they're not i mean pansexual if you want to get into it that means you want to like what you want to get the, no, the pots this and is, pans d- in the steven you don't know what you're doing
1: this is a fucking pandora's box in the of kitchen discourse that you don't want what, to it's open. like
0: the pots and pans the, like the cast iron yeah and... you're
1: massaging your balls on the pan i'm um, massaging my balls what? all over the pots and pans they're yeah. gonna come for me for doing puns uh for puns you're you're, well, you're punsexual. Uh, that's yeah. what. That's what they don't know. You know, you 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 get off. You, you should identify as queer and say I'm punsexual. Um,
0: yeah, I think People that might be love a little that. risky for my career. Um, you know, as a stay at home <laughs> dad, I I might get fired. Uh,
1: Harry Styles is pretending he's gay. And hey that's,
0: hey hey hey, you can't say he's pretending. You're right. He's he's on a journey. He's on a journey. He's on a journey of self-discovery and it involves making millions of dollars.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, I wish my gay journey involved me making a bunch of money by dressing in funny
0: outfits. I know I would I would I would do pretty much anything for millions of dollars. So, yeah, Um,
1: well, um, I'm
0: sure it's genuine. I'm sure it's genuine.
1: I don't know who cares it doesn't if you if you care genuinely about harry styles you've lost the plot
0: okay so let's we kind of lost the plot too on our we've uh,
1: lost the plot too. let's go
0: back to your crackpot theory
1: my crack but anti-varietal thought yeah the idea of um the idea that there should be limited categories and that a world of limited categories is inherently a more orderly and um understandable and thus good world you know mm. that's sort of the axiomatic underpinning of jordan peterson's argument against what he deems postmodernism is that it's literally too many categories mm. we have we it's that's what it ultimately boils down to is i don't want to learn another word you know i don't want there there shouldn't be another cat it's too much for my brain and it's and because of that, you know, I have to spin it out into this, like, weird spiritual philosophical thing. When really it's like uh, any normal person or or any, you know, compassion, someone who's uh, given the ba- most basic empathy is like, oh, their decision does not affect me in any way. Um, and it's weird the argument they use where it's like, uh, and you see Dave Chappelle repeat that shit where it's like, do I have to be complicit in your fantasy, which is like, isn't denying somebody's identity from your point of view a much greater imposition on them than them asking to use their correct name and, you know, write pronouns? Isn't like saying that you're not who you say you are a much greater fantasy for you? You know, isn't that like because it's like it's like if you told somebody they straight up don't exist that's fucked up, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? that's And that's the only way that ideology works, If is if you're actively uh, telling some, they're saying something to you, I am this way, and you're saying, I think you're lying. And... Uh,
0: mm-hmm. you yeah, know, they're doing the I don't believe you meme from uh, Anchorman every single time. Yeah, every single time.
1: And uh, I fucking... Uh, yeah, that sort of... And, and that refusal comes from that Uh, not wanting to adopt more category, not wanting to change your worldview to encompass a broader variety of, of ideas. It's just, uh, and I think, you know, I don't know if there's, I don't know if there's an opposite thing that underpins left it, like pro varietal thing. I don't think there's, i mean, kind of in the idea of multiplicity and you know racial harmony and liberal ideas yeah. that
0: um, I mean I think the most effective counter argument is like neoliberal atomization and collective action. Mm-hmm. Um so that uh, that sucks uh, a semi-convincing argument. Um as of late I've been uh, checking out on the political arguments and deciding to not care. Um but you know you can you can care all you want. Because, you know, the stakes, I think the stakes should be lowered, like I said last week, because no one's going to, no one's going to solve it by just getting into an argument with um, someone and getting mad. So just lower lower those stakes, you know? We're all friends online. We're all here to share memes. the, The problem with the online
1: thing is that sometimes online, internet does become real life in weird, weird ways. Um, did you see that J.D. Vance was on the Amy Therese podcast?
0: I heard that, uh, I heard, I think it was, wasn't it a while ago? I think I...
1: No, I, it was very recently uh, that okay. J.D. Vance, uh, and the reason why it's notable, not mm-hmm. just because they're both, you know, allegedly funded, well, we know J.D. Vance is funded by Peter Thiel. We yes. don't know if Amy Therese is funded by Peter Thiel. Um, right, but, okay. a, allegedly beyond that, that, um... That aspect of it. Uh, J.D. Vance said he wants a federal ban on abortion, which is very weird because he's, like, supposed to be the center-right candidate. He's mm-hmm. supposed to be, like, a moderate. That's his entire deal. Is liberals love him because he did the whole Holler Ant oh. movie. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he I did mean, the whole Holler I think Ant of him book.
0: as, like, a sort of a secret integralist, you know, kind of like with Peter Thiel and mm-hmm. Adrian Vermeule, and they want to abandon the idea of the originalists and they do not want to be, you know, they don't like the Supreme court. They don't, they're not really fans of this, of the Scalia um, paradigm anymore. They want to um, go, go to the, they want to have a monarchy. They want, yeah. they want to have a monarchy, decide the morals for everybody. And so, yeah, but
1: he Once again, care. anti-varietal thought. Decide narrow range of parameters is is what undergirds this uh, idea.
0: Sure. Yeah. I yeah. Think. And you know they they um, only accept they can only accept one morality, um, which is the Catholic one, which is which is a weird one.
1: Yeah, that's not even that's not even the best of Christianity. It's the the funnest, maybe. It's the spookiest, uh, because they have bones and stuff.
0: Yeah, I guess it's fun for the one, if you want to believe in, like, exorcisms and stigmata. And, like, uh, you know, I saw that Shia LaBeouf uh, converted to Catholicism on the set (laughs) set of the the Padre Pio movie. Um, Uh Padre Pio, of course, had uh, stigmata. He cured people of their cancer. He was apparently in two places at once and this was all in the 20th century and he's a saint now because Catholics believe in magic.
1: They do believe in magic. Yes. It's uh one of the one of the undergirding principles is Jesus Jesus is magic. Uh, yeah, Sarah I mean Silverman. if you say
0: that they get mad because magic magic is a, is actually a satanic thing, but they believe in Satan too. So
1: Yeah, I mean. Um but yeah, it's it's interesting uh because uh uh JD Vance taking this anti-abortion stance for JD Vance is generally seen as a bad move because mm-hmm. uh, abortion is very popular it turns out it's it's more popular than anti I think it's 60-40 in America uh, right yeah Blake, uh, Blake Masters is who's
0: not doing well as um the other Peter Thiel candidate has removed a lot of mentions of abortion from his website and is not talking about it anymore um yeah. because he's probably going to lose and he's trying desperately to not lose, uh, but you can't beat an astronaut. Come on, man. You were, um, you were a blogger for one guy. <laughs> you were one guy's personal blogger. Okay. You're not going to become the next senator from Arizona. You know, it's going to be the astronaut.
1: Uh, but yeah, Vance is running against a, a much worse Democratic candidate right. in Tim Ryan. Yeah,
0: Tim Ryan. Um, he was a failed uh, Democratic presidential candidate in was it 2016? is that when he ran? I think he something ran in
1: 2016. Something like that. I don't I don't even remember. Um but yeah, he's he he's a big nothing and um but it seems like this this uh comment on pivoting to a federal ban on a, abortion might hurt him. I don't know. I haven't seen the polling since he, I and who, you know, who really listens to Amy Therese's podcast, you know? I I don't mm-hmm. know if it has a big reach even among the uh the pilled people. Um but it's It is just an example of, like, people were thinking, if this does get out, potentially it could ruin his chances. So it's really weird that Felix from Chapo not replying to somebody results in potentially J.D. Vance losing this election. You know, know. that that sort of domino situation. I don't
0: think it was just Felix not replying to Amy that made her do her rightward turn. We're seeing we're seeing so many people become doing a right, a right wing turn that it's not like Felix is not replying to all of them. Yeah.
1: Well, what it is, it's that everyone wants to be in media because that's like one of the emerging industries. It's one of the only growing industries now. Um, It's one of the industries that can't be automated because or I guess it, it will eventually have like AI podcasters or whatever, but the technology is not right there. You, it, it's one that puts a premium on having a personality, mm-hmm. which is why it is fairly resistant to automation uh, immediately. So um, everyone secretly feels that, which is everyone, why everyone's trying to be media assholes like us. Oh, yeah. You know, we're doing it too. Um, and what is a very good way to make money as a media asshole? right uh, Right-wing propaganda machine. Because it's like, not only, it's the I love Elvis, I hate Elvis formula. Not only do you get the rabid fans, uh, you know, uh, who are saying, you're justifying my worst instincts, I love you. But you also get the people commenting on the right-wing media, too. You know, the left-wing media plays a big part of spreading that and, Mm. uh, you know, stoking that culture. So it's this... Whereas, like, left-wing media does not have that same, I love... It usually makes money off of only the I love Elvis people, not the I hate Elvis people. So...
0: Well, yeah, I don't know. I think MSNBC kind of started with some hate stuff, you know? They they like to... They make money off of the hate. And there's centrist, centrist, centrist leftist kind of stuff that's sort of like
1: that. That happens more with the center. Like, the culture war that the right has is with people like Rachel Maddow and stuff like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. not really like uh, uh who's like the most prominent left-wing commentator i guess i don't know hassan hmm. piker
0: well no. but the only no, people no, that no. K- no no uh I mean, it,
1: it who's depend- the, like
0: for age group i mean you have to include um age groups because like generally speaking young people don't give a shit about politics yeah Generally speaking, they don't vote yeah. as much and they don't give a shit and they do on Twitter, but Twitter warps your view of the, of the populace in America Yeah, and not very many Americans use Twitter. So it, if you want to get a sense of what people are like, go on Instagram, you know, go on Facebook, Yeah, you know? definitely don't go outside. That's not, you're not going to find out. Anything no, no, there. absolutely.
1: Nobody don't talk to anybody. No, don't no, make no. rapports with anybody. Um, but I think that's anti-varietal thought. Um, you know it's not just limited to right-wing people i think that's the axiom that undergirds right-wing thought but i think uh uh i think it slips into everybody's daily life you know uh whether you have sort of everyday suspicion or right xenophobia i mean it, it, it slips like,
0: into like democrats who get mad at uh, ralph nader right i mean you can't yeah. you can't have a third party for some for some reason can't. Why not? Why can't you have have a multiplicity of ideas? Why can't like I thought America was all about that. I thought you like every anyone could run for president. You don't have to be a Democrat or a Republican, but I guess you do. I guess there's only two options. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um but uh I think you know and left wing movements when they get into that shit, you know, that's that's what you're seeing with these patriotic so you know, they're socialists in name only. Right,
0: the Pat socks.
1: The Pat socks. The fucking Pat socks, like oh it was so fucking Caleb Malpin getting outed as a fucking sex creep, you know.
0: Uh, Jesus see, Christ! I didn't, I didn't follow that or know who uh. who or what he is or or what was that. I was kind of it took it looked like it was too much of an investment to figure out what was going on. I couldn't figure out if he was right wing or left wing. I was like, who is this guy?
1: He's a he's a he was. Uh, nominally left wing and he was a big wheel in the occupy movement and then went down the pat Sock train and started like you know and talking smack And that's just Nazbol, right? That's just Hang, being, yeah, a, hanging out with nats That's just being
0: a national bolshevist, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean it right, isn't it?
1: Uh, yeah, it's uh yeah, but we uh, generally we don't like, you know, Stalin, you'll, you'll see a lot of Stalin apologists, but y- you won't see a lot of Sta- Stalin apologists amongst queer people, what with him uh re-criminalizing gayness in Soviet Russia. Right. Um, which is, you know, that's part of, more or less because he had a grudge against one gay guy, which is pretty, you know, that's a good petty reason to
0: do it. Yeah, um, right. You know, and he didn't like Jewish people
1: yeah you know Mm -hmm. but yeah i think you know that sort of anti-varietal thought can and one of like the better criticisms of marxist leninism is that um if you're not careful that sort of uh anti-varietal thinking can seep into it well yeah it's always and i
0: mean it turns into um the means just find the ends because um they just mm -hmm. you know it's for the some sort of greater good that they've imagined that they're doing for russia and is. That's why we got to round up all the gay people and all the Jewish people and all the doctors and take all the food away from Ukraine because it's for some kind of greater good that works some greater project that we're working on. And if you don't understand it, then you're you're getting rounded up, too.
1: And I guess, you know, what I am promoting is uh, and I think the best the best ideas to come from liberalism are free speech, essentially, and not like unfettered free speech, obviously threats and like supremacist speech you know we don't need to tolerate because that's like like it is it is wholly that type of speech is wholly anti-varietal so (laughs) i'm just gonna apply my term to every my made up bullshit term to everything um but um i think yeah the the idea of plurality and the idea of many cultures existing in one culture i think is definitely a keeper from liberalism that's a good idea Because what that means, too, is that people are less likely to um, rebel or undermine the government and their society if they're allowed to have a sense of making their own way in the world or have a sense of uh, an inherent personal freedom. Mm -hmm. And so I think whatever socialist movement forms, if there is going to be like a, a massive communist movement, even, it has to be a communism for everybody, literally everybody and not you know not just the majority
0: well i don't know i don't know how that works i don't know i'm sure there's people jumping up and down right now talking about some kind of class this class that yeah email us said how's of decline at yeah. gmail.com, if you have any thoughts about that, um, I don't know. I never read no Marx uh, or any of that. I yeah, just,
1: we're not political guys. We just say, we see stuff on the internet and we comment on I mean, it. I was indoctrinated
0: by right wing Catholics uh, to read Hayek. So that's where, it's, that's the only shit I know. Um, yeah. We got to have uh, no rules for uh, businesses um, ever. And rich people, I can't
1: believe Selma Hayek would write that.: I
0: know, and rich people are smart because they're rich. Uh, that's, yes. what I, that's what I learned. So. <laughs> uh,
1: there's no such thing as a free lunch right uh, which is wrong. that's inherently wrong. There's lots of ways to get free lunches. steal it. Go to a conference. I mean, literally,
0: uh, go, go out in the go jungle. Go to AA and yeah, pick some berries and boom. It's yeah, free. yeah, literally, yeah. It's, you guess, free it's free what are you talking about? Right I
1: guess there's labor involved, but it's like there's no exchange of money in that.
0: Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. You know. I don't know.
1: Um, that, actually, that's a great criticism of it because it's like. It, it's so monetary policy poison that it can't even make the idea that of a... It can't even conceive the idea of a world existing without some sort of fiat of exchange.
0: Yeah, I mean, what I heard recently that sort of sounds like it makes sense is that um, all this, like, classical liberalism, the Adam Smith uh, stuff was kind of retconned mm-hmm. uh, after the fact. After They were like, oh, all this capitalism is starting to happen. We got to invent all these reasons why it's, like, the most great thing for humans and freedom and... I think
1: now. even in the Wealth of Nations, Adam Smith even vaguely calls for redistribution as well.
0: Yeah, sure. Don't they do that? Like, Republicans vaguely call for that sometimes. You know? Yeah. Any Any Republican who um, votes for a farm bill is doing redistribution, and they all well, do.
1: Well, another big story this week is every Republican was down with the PPP loans, right? Yeah. That's
0: right. down um, with the PPP
1: the pee-pee. Uh, <laughs> the pee-pee-pee. Of course, we're very juvenile. The pee So that's the thing we bring up. So, yeah. The big discourse today is Brandon, uh, good old Brandon, um, who uh, is just doing the bare minimum now, and everyone, everyone in a certain part of the left is going, yeah, it's Brandon. He's back, baby. Mm-hmm. And, uh, which is fine because it's, you expect nothing. So anything that's even remotely good is like, wow, this is manna from heaven. Yeah.
0: He did it. He did an incrementalism. So it's it's good. It's, it's incrementally good. It's a small good thing he did.
1: So the 10K, here's the thing about this. People are downplaying the student loan bill. It's actually a very good bill. It's not Um, a bill. You're right. It's not even a bill. It's a executive order. It's a, yeah. And it might
0: get challenged. So, Yeah. So
1: we don't know. Um, But even the executive order is so it's 10 K to anyone making under 125 K. But there are certain there's like a list of like 80 institutions where your entire debt is purged of like uh, schools that are defunct, like schools that went defunct, like Art Institute. All of your loans from Art Institute are forgiven Mm, if they're on that special list. And not only that is there caps as well, like after 20 years uh it's like there are caps on the interest and there are caps on how long you have to pay and after 20 years you don't have to pay anymore
0: yeah, which he, is that's a very it, big thing they lowered it from like 10 percent to 5 percent. Uh, if you don't yeah have yeah 10 percent. that's
1: big as well that's huge yeah they're that's doing some and, good stuff
0: he did some good small thing it's um, yeah it's good and it's funny it's funny to see this insane reaction um
1: yeah Especially because the predictable, you know, right. And even like centrist reaction has been, oh, this is bad for the economy. Oh, no, this is like, and this is an insult to everyone that paid their way through college. You know,
0: everyone's going to like everyone now will be like, oh, I don't have I don't have 300 grand of uh, student debt. I have two hundred (laughs) and (laughs) ninety. And yeah, now I'm going to go buy that ten thousand dollar diamond ring absolutely
1: yeah it is for a lot of people it is just a drop
0: in the bucket but yeah
1: um what's interesting too is like uh an argument that the right wing brought up is like oh the people in the skilled trades didn't have to worry about this and then there's like quote tweets from like a thousand trans electricians that are like um actually you know i went to school and uh, <laughs> i this actually really helped me yeah, a don't lot you have to go to trade mind. school yeah, see, that's what's weird about, it. you still have to go to school for, or like, that's what they said, oh, this, oh, our farmers, you know, they hate the elites that go to college. There are agricultural centers at college, lots of
0: farmers go to fucking college. Okay, but like, what about Batman? Like, he didn't, <laughs> he didn't go to school to learn how to be Batman, and um, yeah. now, now, if he, now it is bad for him, because just by the nature of being born as Bruce Wayne, he already had a bunch of money. And now he can't like what like he doesn't get anything and he's Batman mm-hmm. like come on oh
1: yeah the system is inherently unfair to our Batman
0: it's it's unfair uh, to the Batman yeah uh,
1: I guess there's only one well no there's there I guess there are multiple
0: I mean there's Robin
1: is he a know? Batman he's a, I don't he's, think he's you know yeah
0: a Robin is a kind of
1: a bat I guess he? Nightwing is more he's more of a bat boy <laughs> There was a bat girl, you know, and that but that got canned for tax. Oh, that's such a the other delicious story is Warner Bros fucking just tank, you know. I Oh, it's yeah. hubris to say that I could run a billion dollar company, a multi-billion dollar company better than certain people, but I could definitely run it better than this Discovery Plus guy is running it.
0: It's weird. I don't I don't know what's going on with them. Uh, I think everyone should quit. Everyone should stop making movies and TV. Um, that would be fine with me. And we should um, just be thankful for all the media we already have. We can just go rewatch it a couple of times. There's a bunch of fucking shit. Like, I went to the library. I rented two Japanese movies I'd never seen before, Criterion Collection. Mm -hmm. They're great. Why do we need Batgirl?
1: (laughs) Yeah, we already have all the movies, but one's anti-varietal thought? The the reason, um,
0: I mean, the reason we need it is because we have millions of people with student debt, mm -hmm. with art degrees, who have to make Batgirl, Mm -hmm. or they won't have a living. Because yeah. they majored in CGI, mm-hmm. and they have to—that's all they—all they, all I know how to do is make a Batgirl. Yeah, that's
1: all I major—I went to school for Batgirl.
0: <laughs> uh, no, nah, that's— uh, it's, that, Well, kind of, but, but like, that's kind of the argument that's at the center of, like, why, why it's, quote-unquote, bad to get rid of Batgirls, because there's all of these people who worked on Batgirl, and mm-hmm. they all have student loans and lives, and they need to eat and drink. So, yeah. You should like now they don't get royalties. And they for won't get
1: residuals from it. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucked up. Um, but uh but yeah, it, it well like what you just said there. So like the big the head of discovery uh uh Warner Bros discovery is a big maga guy too, which is interesting about it. So when all those animated shows were purged from HBO Max, it it wasn't just seemingly to save taxes. It, all of those shows had like Because now gay kids cartoons are really popular. Since Steven Universe, there's been this huge fucking wave of gay, gay ass kids cartoons. Like with like explicitly queer content in it, Mm -hmm. Uh, which is good. I like that. But um, like a lot of the stuff that got shit canned off of HBO Max, like stuff like Infinity Train had was like gay kids shows. And it seems like this MAGA guy who got in charge of Warner Bros., it wasn't just exclusively you know saving taxes it was his culture war he wanted to personally intervene in the culture war in order mm. to create less you know less uh, uh sjw style so content. that's
0: that's why they got rid of sesame street which i'm pissed about because you know sesame i was yeah. gonna watch sesame street with my kid on hbo max and they got rid of like yeah. the, the ones the ones i wanted to watch i wanted to watch like the old sesame street
1: yeah you know? the cool old 70 with gordon yeah you know sesame street without gordon
0: We started watching it, and then it's, like, gone now. And, (laughs) like, PBS doesn't even have all of those up. I think, I mean, it does cost a lot to keep those up, I think, but...
1: Maybe, yeah, but it's, like, the the famous headline now is... uh Warner Bros. lost twenty billion in market cap trying to save three billion in taxes.
0: Well, this so kind of ties like, into uh, the, the Matt Damon clip from hot, hot Wings or Hot Ones that he was. Oh talking yeah, the about. hot
1: one, the great, the great materialist explanation for why movies suck now.
0: Yeah, because there's no more DVDs. Um, yeah. So that's interesting. I like. Why don't they all switch back to DVDs then? Why doesn't HBO just be like, "You can only get our shit on DVDs."
1: Um, well, because I, one, streaming is a lot lower production cost than Mm. DVDs. There's only
0: like five companies that control all the media. You think that that that's what you need to get five guys in a room together to create some kind of collusion plan to bring physical media back. How difficult can that be?
1: I, I think, you know, the other thing they're up against is that people are creatures of convenience and they will go to the. If it's easier to stream something, than go out and rent a video or actually buy something yeah. or even, you know, I'm make always, the effort of purchasing it online.
0: I'm always know? getting mugged at the Red Box. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I went to the Red Box to pick up the Devil's Advocate and I got stabbed 12 <laughs> times in the kidneys. You can't even go out the Red Box anymore. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I fucking. Yeah. So and, but what's interesting about streaming services, too, is that they on average, um, Netflix has less variety than a uh, your average uh, video store back in the 90s. I mean, I guess you can make an argument, too, that they have in a way they have more because Netflix has a lot more access to international uh, international television and cinema, like there are a lot of Indian movies, a lot of Korean movies on Netflix. That- I tell
0: you, where there's a lot of international movies, your local library. Absolutely. I went to there. Absolutely. I went to there. I got these two Japanese movies. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back, and you know what? I'm gonna donate to the library. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I mean, I'm gonna do. Um, I did community service one time for the library. <laughs> Go do it one well, time.
1: I mean libraries are great, you know, they're incredible community hubs. They're they're frequently the only public informational services available to uh, the poor. Yeah.
0: So and yeah. There's public computers there. Go start a, a Twitter account and do some like hardcore trolling and you it, it'll be <laughs> fine.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's coming from the live. the trace your IP address. And then the the 4chan people will show up at the library and they'll be like, this isn't a house. They can't swat the library. (laughs) (laughs) We're swatting the library. (laughs)
0: You have overdue books.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I am the librarian and I am
0: coming to shoot the city council. Yeah, I write that. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Now now some right-wing troll is going to be like, I'm going to swat the library. But we talk. there
1: is uh, an intersection of right wing and library stuff because like a big part of the new right wing push is to get gay kids books out of libraries, mm-hmm. you know, get uh, mm-hmm. because uh, libraries are this uh, big resource of information and uh, who they choose to hire and what they choose to, uh, you know, advertise within the library, especially for children is like forms a big part of. How children grow up and understand, you know, it's, it's a big place for kids. So um, they're trying to get at the root of that there, which I feel is very insane. And it's the same reason why they the the new Warner Bros. Discovery guy attacks the children shows, because it's this idea that, you know, you have to because I mean, it's literally true. If you get people, if you with bigotry while they're young, it's much harder to unlearn, mm-hmm. you know, you yeah. uh, know, So there is that sort of practical, I guess there is, you know, a material aspect to culture war as well in that. um, But but I I still think but not really, because, you know, hating gays has nothing to do with resource consolidation, really. Mm -hmm. So it's all of this, you know, I want something to be this way. Um, It's better if it is the way that I see it uh, and I need to take out the thing. The, the thing is, when you're being openly gay, you know, I mean, for a lot of gays, they do want to take down mainstream uh, <laughs> mainstream straight society. Uh, but for most gays, being gay is not an affront to mainstream straight society. You don't want to dismantle mainstream straight society. You just want to be able to exist and live as, you know, only dismantle it in the sense that uh, get it to accept you. You know, that's the part of it you want to dismantle. The rest of it you leave up, whereas when a uh, right-wing person is attacking a gay person, it's about destroying the identity entirely. It's about saying this should not be, you know?
0: Um, so. I mean, yeah, it's a, the whole society thing, I mean, I don't know how you change society as an individual, and I don't really think all these uh, different groups are working that effectively to do it, but, like... Is the reason is the reason why we have more gay acceptance due to, like, what does that due do to? Is it due to 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 gay groups? Uh, yeah, I would broadly
1: it, say cultural activism. Specifically, it, um, the big turning point, at least for gay white men, was absolutely Glee. You can glee. almost you can hmm. see. Uh,
0: yeah, you remember Glee, right? I'd never watched it. Um, it so it's
1: Glee. It was this very gay show where they do covers of popular songs, right? Okay. So it's automatically like if you're if you have normal brain, you know. Oh, they're doing covers of these. They're doing clever covers of these songs, and you know, uh, with a big major, you know, sort of femi gay character in Glee was Kurt, and I don't know the actor's name, but I remember the character's name because everyone he was like he was like the breakout star. It's like, oh, this beautiful little wonderfully singing gay boy, and so. Especially with like Midwest moms, you know, they love Glee and, you know, the husbands will just do whatever the moms say because it's like, okay, I'm not going to fight you on this. So they are pumping curtain to these houses and Glee is very strategically set in Lima, Ohio, you know, in a place that is, quote unquote, normal. So and I think Ryan, I think the show is bad, but I think Ryan Murphy is a genius in trying to construct something that would be as broadly popular as possible while uh, putting in as many explicitly gay themes as as possible as well. I think that uh, a lot of media around that time, especially like stuff like uh, I Now Pronounce You Chuck and Larry too, mm-hmm. which was marketed towards a quote unquote normie audience, but and that, really, is that Larry the cable guy? It is no, it's 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 Kevin James. It's uh, oh, okay. it's Adam different, Adam Sandler a different, and Kevin uh, James. Fat
0: slob. I get it. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs>
1: that's fine. But um. <clears throat> That was a thing at that time is these gay movies with queer content that were specifically marketed towards normie tolerance of at least gay men. You know, lesbians didn't have that luck, you know, uh it, for gay men it was it was very we we got our shoe in the door first, you know. We got our foot in the door first. Um because, you know, you're obviously have more yeah. privilege as, as a man, is, like,
0: you know. A... That is I, I mean I see a lot of people using this as a reason for why we need to be accepting of bad media is that if it has a positive social message, then that's why it's good. And so that's kind of used for the Marvel movies a lot.
1: Oh, but the Marvel movies don't even have positive social messages.
0: Well, I mean, they do when they're like, the government is good. Yeah, yeah.
1: Inter- we can we can intervene in the affairs of third world countries. Yeah. And, you know, uh, we
0: yeah, we should we're we're the police like we we were the world police. I mean,
1: Captain America Civil War is nuts. Scarlet Witch blows up a building presumably filled with black people. We don't see them die. They're they're in like Nigeria and they're fighting, you know, this, this uh this uh, international uh, arms race warfare uh, against crossbones. And right.
0: she, <laughs> well, it's she blows
1: up a fucking building. It's, and...
0: it's like Matt Damon said, though. I mean, it's, it, it's, we have to appeal to the lowest common denominator with these movies now because they only have one shot at making their money. So yeah. you have to do what um, the Demos wants. Mm-hmm. And boy, howdy, the Deimos wants uh, fucking buildings blowing up and the good guy winning and an easy-to-understand black-and-white story, like you were saying. Yeah.
1: But yeah, I mean, that was even like the premise of Civil War is that it's not black and white. It's that there are good arguments on both sides, even though, you know, the movie clearly wants you to root for Captain America over Iron Man. Uh, I have no and, idea
0: that, that that's what that they're, he's fighting
1: Iron Man. Yeah, he's fighting Iron Man in that movie because it's because the what Iron there. The premise of that movie is there's going to be these accords where the government can limit superheroes and how they're which is good. That's like. The the opening scene of the movie is the premise that these people with incredibly nuke like powers unchecked are uh, a net negative, and Captain America is against this regulation because I mean in the Marvel universe it's different because there's some existential threat to the universe every you know Tuesday,
0: Did so have, it's like, like go watch a, go watch a real film okay yeah. okay guys go watch the Lighthouse.
1: Yeah, right. go watch The Lighthouse. A beautiful <laughs>
0: film about homoerotic anger. Yes. Which I guess that's also what Civil War is about, too. That's,
1: yeah, so. it's, it's also deeply homoerotic, yeah. because Captain America and his relationships with Bucky and Iron Man, and they fight at the end, but that's like them having sex. It's like them having angry sex. Do they sex, fight with yeah.
0: their butts and their
1: dicks? They fight with their butts and their dicks, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, yeah, yeah it, I... But like I said, anti-varietal thought, even in corporate ideology, this has sort of seeped down, even in the way that we consume media is less variety than before. It's, um, which is, you know, in my mind, that shows that, I mean, that it's, it's not controversial to say that America is largely right wing at its core. You know, it's largely nationalistic and, uh, and it has, um, i think it has that sort of rules based you know don't don't fuck with the law even though it's like a country of cowboy outlaws simultaneously they're also like obey the law obey the rules rule of law so it's that tension in america constantly um but yeah anti-varietal thought what do you think of my crackpot theory stephen
0: I mean, you know, all, you know, crackpot theories started being distributed by the CIA in the 80s to predominantly black neighborhoods. Right, yeah, absolutely. As you may know. Uh, the crackpot terrible. epidemic, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like that episode of Jeopardy! where it's the um, the MAGA guy. Remember that one? Yeah. From like... Yeah. Um, the MAGA the, guy the, going the on The black Saturday Night
1: Je- Live bit. Yeah, the, the Saturday the, Night Live bit where it's Tom Hanks and he's saying all these anti-government things and all the black people are agreeing with him. Yeah, for, so uh, what's the,
0: now that we have a, a little... Uh, we can do a little retrospective. What's the consensus on that? Is that still good?
1: No, I think that's like... I mean, I guess it's... it's uh, Well, that joke is sometimes funny because uh, recently, like, uh, in the, in the Keffels, the ongoing Keffels drama... Uh, Now Marjorie Taylor Greene, Kiwi Farms swatted Marjorie Taylor Greene. So Mm -hmm. now MTG is calling for Kiwi Farms to be banned. So now they're on the same side, which is funny. Uh, So I think just the the general joke of politics makes strange bedfellows is uh, is well-founded. Um, Yeah,
0: yeah. You know, America is is the land where a a left-wing communist and a right-wing fascist can get together and do something good for the country. Absolutely, yeah.
1: Uh, (laughs) uh, But... I think that sketch, too, it's like um, it's interesting because that's the pitch that Republicans use to black people. It's that, look, the Democratic Party keeps saying it's going to help you over and over again. These pro-government people say they're going to help you over and over again, and they never do. Mm -hmm. And that's actually a pretty good pitch because, you know, sort of frustration at the Democratic Party for not delivering on their promises to black people is like I I think that sticks in the craw and it's a very real thing uh, for, for people. So but, you know, obviously you don't see a lot of black converts to Republicanism because, you know, you no, know, you you know, they're going to this is even if the Democrats fail constantly, it's still the other option is fucking unthinkable.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah,
1: because it, like they're the ones that are openly racist,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah.
1: Uh So but um. I think that Saturday night live pitch too it's that centrist thing of oh we're trying to br- we're not so different we're trying to bridge the gap there was that there was that uh, a general sentiment around 2016 2017 we're so divided how did we become so divided yeah uh, which is you know why is that a bad thing necessarily though you know why why is having political reckonings around subjects of great importance why is that a bad
0: thing? well it's only bad when it's like a 50 50 split and then you can't do anything like if it's a if it was a 40 60 split on everything then it would be a lot easier to govern because the the 60 would always win over the 40 yeah i mean america was set up to try to keep i think they were more afraid of majoritarian rule than minority rule yeah, because I think the founders were like, "Well, the majority—if it gets—if the minorities ruling too much, the majority can always just kill them all." Yeah, and and now we're like, "Well, that's not good either." Yeah,
1: well, the majoritarian thing—I mean, that, such such that uh, th- that was specifically against slaves too. You know, that was the three-fifths yeah. compromise. They were as well.
0: worried. They were very worried that then that the slaves would do would would be able to do. Something like that, and it was built into the Constitution. That's why we need a new Constitutional Convention. We, just, we should just have another new one. There's no reason why we can't do that. I'm very much in favor of a brand, because we're not going to be able to pass any more amendments. Let's get real. There's no more amendments. Uh, we got to have a new Constitution. And um,
1: Tradition? originalism, you know what it boils down to, Stephen? What's that? Anti-varietal thought. Okay.
0: But anyway, new constitution and it should be based on uh the first amendment should be like what? Like w- w- uh weed is the yeah, first weed. one. Yeah, weed. What's the second yeah. amendment after? Sex uh, workers. Sex workers. Uh, third amendment. Yeah. Uh cocaine. Okay. Cocaine. cocaine. Nice Fourth cocaine. Hip hop. Um
1: <laughs> Yeah, legalized hip hop, you know? It's been illegal for so long, you know.
0: <laughs> uh, it's not that it's illegal, it's just it's a... It's, it's oh, we
1: want it enshrined in yeah, writing, you the know. The Fourth yeah. Amendment
0: is hip-hop. Um, <laughs>
1: and the, the Sixth Amendment is the five pillars of hip-hop. So sure. there's there's five clauses to it, you know. Sure.
0: B-boying. Um, eight, nine, and ten are TBD. Yeah. We're going to circle back. Yeah, circle back, circle and back. And all you need to get, get a constitution off the ground is the first ten. We did it. Oh, wait, maybe eight can be Sopranos.
1: Eight is Sopranos, there absolutely, and yeah, Shrine the Sopranos. You know, everyone <laughs> loves those.
0: It's pretty easy to do. All you have to do is get some representatives from each 50 states and have them all get together in a room and then hope one of them is Alexander Hamilton. Right. <laughs> maybe maybe we, get, uh, we get Lin-Manuel. We get to
1: Lin-Manuel to be Alexander Hamilton. Yes. Yes, and he's he's rapping. He's rapping at the new constitutional convention. It's like we're creating treaties to be to end diabetes. <laughs> Ooh, that's number nine. Number nine, diabetes. <laughs> Wait, it's no. in there.
0: Treaties to end
1: diabetes. Treaties to end diabetes. Okay. You know? And I'm getting these CDs. You know, physical media. We're bringing back physical, physical media. media. Number ten. Yeah, Lin manuels spelling it all out. Mm-hmm. Lin Manuel Hamilton. It's, I've just got to call him Manuel Hamilton from now on.
0: Yeah, he is—he uh, is the greatest genius. Um, imagine if we had the Constitution and it was written by the guy that did West Wing. What's his name?
1: Uh, Aaron Sorkin. Yeah, Aaron, <laughs> the con- this this year, the Constitution by Aaron Sorkin.
0: Ah, this Constitution is a little misogynistic. <laughs> it's yeah. a little anti woman, don't you? Think? It's this, it's the exact same Constitution from like the time it was written. So all the racist yeah. shits back in it.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 and then like a little extra thing is like, oh, what's this constitution that says women have uh, smaller brains than men? Uh, why is this the eleventh amendment? Well, it's true, damn it. Aaron Sorkin is in the corner.
0: That's Aaron H- Sorkin in a huff. For you. Yeah, yeah. That's is my he, Aaron Sorkin uh, impression. He's uh, he's, uh, he's sexist, huh?
1: Well, that's a that's a common criticism of his. Uh, that's a common criticism of his work. Maybe we that- should
0: get uh, good old J.K. Rowling to rewrite the the West, the, the West Wing from a <laughs> feminist perspective.
1: Uh yeah, turf West Wing.
0: That would be great.
1: <laughs> turf uh, West Wing with magic. Oh God no. Oh God no. It's the ultimate. It's the ultimate lanyard,
0: hot pot. You know. Oh, do you think there's any um West Wing Harry Potter fanfic crossovers? Absolutely. Oh boy. I,
1: I'm gonna look it up right now. Okay. Uh, well, we fact, have 30 seconds left. We have in the 30 episode. seconds left. West Wing Harry Potter fanfic. Uh, uh, West. I'm just gonna look up West Wing Harry Potter and see what I get. Okay. Uh, the West Wing is a large corridor in the Harry Potter wiki, so it refers to the West Wing of Hogwarts. <laughs> oh, is, the,
0: well, that would be the perfect entry point for like Hogwarts has a West Wing and it has an Oval Office. Uh, oh, but Hogwarts okay,
1: you sh- beats the White House. Robbie Coltrane reveals how he turned down the West Wing for Harry Potter. No,
0: dude, you should have definitely Googled Harry Potter West Wing fanfic because yes, I found it, and here we go. Uh, <laughs> Okay. In the, and the le- le- Summary. this is what
1: we're leaving you with. Summary.
0: In the year nineteen sixty five, Jed and Abby Bartlett had been told they would never be able to have a child. Despite oh sorry, desperate to have a family, they adopted a beautiful little girl. A girl destined to be a witch. Now grown, Miss Jessica, but everyone calls me Jess, Bartlett is off to Hogwarts, teaching ah! defense against the dark arts. Is this
1: parody or is this real?
0: It has it is a real ah! thing. <laughs> It, has, it is 6,000 6, words long.
1: It is Read six, more. I want to hear more.
0: Okay. Jed was sitting at his desk, head in hands, when Mrs. Landingham opened the door to announce that Jess was there to see him. Surprised at the unexpected arrival of his eldest daughter, he nodded dumbly. Hey, Dad, she said as she walked in. Jess, I thought you were going back to the school today. I am after lunch with the guys. Jed huffed at the thought of his very beautiful daughter having lunch with Sam, Toby, Josh, CJ, and Leo, although he didn't mind the last two as much. Which one of them are you sweet on again? Dad, she is exclaimed, <laughs> blushing furiously, I am not sweet on any of them. Oh, boy. Okay, this is very long. Uh, this is
1: good. Di- this is like actually capturing Sorkin's dialogue. This is a pretty good pastiche, I gotta say, uh, in, just in terms of capturing the tone of Sorkin-esque dialogue
0: okay so anyway um going down skipping down so what he's jed says so what are you teaching over there again a new branch of defense against the dark arts fighting and weaponry (laughs) (laughs) Um, this goes on for too long uh but we we did successfully find the harry potter and the west wing you can go to fanfiction.net and just search harry Mm -hmm. potter and the west wing you'll find it it's it's I mean, we're probably going to spend the entire bonus episode reading this. So if you want to go subscribe to patreon.com slash house of decline this Wednesday, we're going to have Harry Potter and the West Wing on. And it's going to be fantastic, guys. Thank you so much for listening to House of Decline.